Sportsman's Alliance, our heritage, our fight. Protecting hunting from coast to coast. Did you know that Florida ranks first in number of sportsmen and anglers with 3.15 million that spend 5.9 billion a year supporting over 94,000 jobs? Did you know that sportsmen and women contribute nearly 8 million to the economy every single day, adding more than 2.9 billion every year for conservation? Just another fun fact showing how sportsmen and women are helping make a difference. Sportsman's Alliance, our heritage, our fight. Protecting hunting from coast to coast. Boy, my business really could use some signs and maybe even some business cards. Man, you need Sign Parrot. Sign Parrot produces everything from business cards to building wraps, postcards, decals, boat and vehicle wraps, interior wall graphics, exterior wall graphics, routed and 3D lettering signs, banners, and a whole host of other interior and exterior signage. Our goal is to help you. If you need a sign, we'll save you time. Sign Parrot. Yeehaw! The Wounded Warriors in Action Foundation serves our nation's combat-wounded Purple Heart recipients by helping heal the invisible wounds of war. We provide world-class outdoor sporting opportunities that honor, connect, and heal our military heroes through the power of the great outdoors. Your support helps restore their independence, promotes connections with communities, and builds hope. To learn more about how you can help, please visit us on the web at wwia.org. Hey, this is Jonathan. Most of you know me as the co-host of Big and Wild, but I also want to talk to you about my shop, Arrowhead Archery. We're one of the oldest shops in the country and stock brands from Prime, Matthews, Hoyt, Obsession, and PSE. We also have all the accessories to outfit your equipment, plus a level three instructor for our youth. Come on, boys! From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is... The Big and Wild Outdoors, with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. By now, I guess we should, Bill George. Hey, everybody, welcome in. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Off the air, Bill George says, you know, on these weekends, we really do need to change those intros. <laughs> Because this week, uh, everybody's gone except for me, Bill George, and Carlos is back. You got to turn your own microphone on, you lazy tyrant. Right there, where it says on. <laughs> See the on button? Yeah. There you go. Oh, I don't have my glasses on. Oh they broke. So. Where are your cheaters, man? They're not that good. We should be able to see at least two feet away from you with them. Yeah. I, I can see it now. <laughs> now that I know where it I is. I got a little help from the inside. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, okay. that's what it is. Good for you. Well, uh, Carlos is here, and uh, it's the first time that we've actually gotten to talk in a while, because when you came to fill in, I wasn't here. And yeah, then, uh, which, is, which is very unusual, by the way. Uh, well, you know, it's one of those I, things. I, that, think, I think in six years, I've only filled in for you maybe three times. Oh, uh, well. It was, and, yep. I, and I didn't get to sit in your seat. When I got here, Glenn was already there. Because <laughs> <laughs> usually I sit in your seat, and it's all, it's pretty cool. So but. you got bumped. Uh, not only, uh, yeah. you got, okay, sorry, yep. buddy. Well, you know, my, my daughter only turns nine once, and so she yep. wanted to go to see the House of Mouse, so it was a sacrifice made by 
everybody. But that, it was cool. That's the only reason why I came in. Just oh, well, thank you, man. I appreciate I appreciate it. And, of course, uh, Bill George is in the studio with us this morning, fresh off of his uh, gator hunt from last night. How'd it go? Uh, nothing. Okay, thanks for coming by. Yeah. And uh, so we'll He'll, get more exciting news out of that, I'm sure, later on. He'll be sleeping in five minutes. Oh, man. During the break. He brought two big old giant cups of tea, so hopefully that'll yeah. keep him uh, at least buzzing for Liquidated. You know, half, an hour or two. You know, he's, he's only, you know, he's only good. He only brings a glass for each hour, the first two hours. And you ever notice that when he's over there in that dark corner napping, it's always an hour three. You know, years ago, when I first started filling in at the show, that was my seat. But he's here every week now, pretty much. So oh, that's right. Well, I, yeah. I had to relinquish it. Unless he's out running around doing great things, uh, you know, teaching people how to gator hunt and hanging out with kids out in yeah. the woods and teaching them about, you know, Florida outdoors and all that stuff. It's all good. Out of everybody I know. Bill George has the most sleep time in his vehicle because he's always asleep in his car. He'll get somewhere. <laughs> you, you're going to hunt with him. He's there already, and he's asleep. He's like so a trucker. Yeah, he, you show up. He's on the side somewhere of the road. Yeah, he knows every he, good sleeping rest stop between but, here and Immokalee. You you got to be. I, I don't like being late, so I get there early, oh, man. and then you can relax. I don't know how Susie does it. Really, I don't. I don't either. <laughs> Our wives are special. I, I'll tell you that I right actually now. didn't even make it home last night. Uh, yeah, I know. You uh, came by G5 before you headed over to meet up with Glenn, and then you guys uh, went out and started messing around in the water. Yeah, and then we were out till about 1230. We didn't have a super late night. but uh, So you gave up early? No. He we did, came home, or, but I... I did you buy... I crashed in the hacienda. For, oh, you for finally a get to hours. sleep in your own bed. Yeah, That's so nice. I turned around and instead of driving the forty-five minutes home and then forty-five minutes to come back this morning, you know, saved an hour and a half of drive time. So you just drove over here and slept in the radio station parking lot. No, I lot? slept in the hacienda like a hobo. You know, when we hunt, when we when we hunt together in the woods, I got pictures of him every time he falls asleep on my phone. I got a pile of pictures, and he's like a woods hobo. Anywhere on any terrain, he can sleep, even if he's all contorted. I, I just don't know how he does it. You have like, to let the wood settle down. Yeah. It's like hunting with an eight-year-old. Yeah. You know, they can just fall asleep on anything, anywhere, all anytime. You, you just it? have to let the wood settle down, relax, get calm, and listen, then you kind of. If Every, something breaks a twig, you go. Ooh. Listen, everybody Ooh. that knows you knows you knows you're a character just like me. That's true. So it's it's all it's that's what we have a room full of character special, right here. And, special, and, and special. And Carlos guy. gets there and he tries to put every tree exactly perpendicular. With it's the, the OCD man. It's the OCD. I can't help it. Sorry. God, he did a horrible job putting these trees in order. I can't. I, I need a more move. I need this oak tree moved over here. I need that pine over there. I need. I need this a little more. There's two pines I, and listen, one oak, and I, they need to be even. Listen, I call it my getting ready rituals. Is, is really? <laughs> yeah. Trying yeah. to reimagine the woods as you would have planned them. Well, you know, you just gotta. You know, you're gonna be there for a while. Just you know, make it yours. Uh, and that explains why you like to hunt orange groves a lot. Yes. Everything's in order. <laughs> I, just, I just walk down each lane and look down. Well, no, there's nothing on this one. Go to the next lane. Maybe, no, no, maybe, no, no. maybe it could be because when I first moved to Florida 15 years ago, Mark Goodson is the one that took me to hunting in the orange groves, and I got used to, I guess, hunting in... In orange yeah. groves? Yeah, it was pretty good, too. I always find hunting in orange groves extremely irritating. <clears throat> 
Well, when you get a big spider's web in your face, well, you know, banana that, spiders, yeah, that was the that first wake up. That doesn't bother me. It's when you have a group of hogs or something that you're trying to get ahead of in the grove and you keep running from one lane to another and you don't know if they're ahead, if you're ahead of them or they're ahead of you. Yes. So then you run two more and then you go, no, back over here. Oh, then you got to run back two more and then they're going, uh, then they start going east and west instead of north and south. That's, that's so, when you take out the Mac 10 and it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, and that was what I always found frustrating about uh, certain orange groves, ones that would let the grass grow extremely high in the lanes or underneath the trees. Uh, if it's well-groomed and manicured where you can squat down and look underneath and see underneath the trees and see where they're going, that really does help out Yeah, a lot, this, one, this one was manicured. Um, the only thing is the last couple lanes on each side, they would leave it a little long, which was actually good because animals would bed down in there. You know, the other one I thought was always a lot of fun is when you have a spotter in the back of a truck and you're driving down, you know, down the main and you're looking to the side, you know, when you're looking down the lanes and you always get like two or three lanes down before they go on the roof and go back up, back up, back up, about two more lanes. And you start backing back up and it's like, was it two lanes, three lanes? I mean, it was like right in here. Well, they all look the same, dude. Every one of them. <laughs> Every one of them looks yeah. exactly the same. Are you sure it was this one? I don't know. Which way were they running? Uh, they were going that way. Okay, go forward. And then, you know, you have to search around for another 35 minutes before you find them. Yeah, this place was in uh, Wachula. It was a little place called Ona. Oh, I've hunted <clears> Ona <throat> many, many times. Yeah, Love it down there. Nice, special place. Yeah. One little uh, store right there at the uh, yeah at the junction. You know what we call that burritos. We would go there to get the old burritos that they had that hadn't sold. That's what we'd eat. Actually, it was awesome. They, they actually have really good chicken wings in there. Yeah. Yep. Or it could be the fact that I hadn't eaten for eighteen hours and that's I was yeah that's <laughs> what that's what it is. Me, Mark, and I would my brother-in-law with barbecue sauce on it. I was so starving. So. Yeah. Yeah. Me, me, Mark, and my brother-in-law Rob would go there a lot. It was awesome. The guys knew us. They'd, they'd, they'd push all the food that was left on us. Hey, here you go. <laughs> We'd eat it. Anytime you walk in somewhere and those potato wedges look like they've been there for a while, it's kind of like, uh... Yeah, the potato wedges are like some big and... giant boomerangs. <laughs> so, I cleared that place out one time. We don't need to know about what you did. I walked in with you a, have a little, You have a little gas? I, wa- I walked in with a... Uh, Ice shirt. I walked in with a Border Patrol hat on. Oh, boy. I walked to the very back of the store, and there must have been 50 people standing in line and getting stuff and pumping gas and everything else like that. And when I walked in and walked to the back to get something to drink, grabbed a bag of pork rinds, and by the time I turned around, all I heard was... <laughs> and I walked up to the front, there's no one there. Yeah, you cleared out the joint. I, you know, I, if they I, can't read anything, they can read that. <laughs> so, yeah, when you start hearing the words "la migra," yep, whispering through the store, next thing you know, it was uh, it was empty. And you looked. So up, I, and you, I got and, fresh chicken wings. And you right looked. There. And you looked apart. So. Oh well, well, thank you. Well, uh, you know, gray Ford truck. <laughs> so it was whatever. That's a good spot. And you know what? I wanted to say that uh, I know that for a while. You know, the triple seven and some other places are, are the uh, the Z and T and everybody else used to hunt down there. But, dude, I don't know anybody that goes down there much anymore. Uh, and, and it's a shame because there's great turkeys down there. Unbelievable amounts of turkeys. Yeah. And uh, hogs were fair to Midland. 
Actually, it was one of the few spots where you can go in where you actually see more deer and more turkey than you do hogs. Well, actually, that that's what it was. I was fishing with the Lakeland Bassmasters. That's where I met um, Mark and uh, my brother-in-law, Rob. And uh, he said, hey, you guys want you guys like hunting? We were like, yeah. <clears throat> he said, I'll take you up to this place, and you'll see 20 deer. I was like, get out of here. Yeah. We don't see 20 deer when we're on the, in New York, usually. He goes, I'm telling you, I'll take you. He took us there. And I didn't believe him. When we went on the back row, it wasn't on this property. It was on the other property, but we saw about 30 deer. Yeah. And I was like, I couldn't believe a couple bucks. And the place was really good for a lot of animals, you know, coyotes. I mean, pretty much I've seen everything there. I even caught a crayfish in the back. <laughs> it must have came out of that. You that, actually used the word crayfish. Crawfish. Crawdads. There you go. Sorry, Crawdads. That, you know, that's, that's the Yankee coming out. I man, guess you know? so. Maybe. But, uh, yeah. The Cuban, got, the one with the Spanish yeah. accent, calls himself a Yankee. I put it in my pocket <laughs> and, I, and I brought it in the one there. Hey, would you would you see anything? You get anything? I said, I got something. They were like, what you got? You brought it back to camp? Well, it was at the camp's only like a couple hundred yards. So you actually <laughs> took the time to catch a crawdad and bring it back to show everybody you caught a crawdad? Oh, it was near the ditch. You I were such a kid. Uh, man, you I, are yeah. a kid. I got, I got a picture holding it up. It's pretty cool. <laughs> we're, let me tell you something. <laughs> you, got a tro- you got a trophy shot <laughs> with yeah, the crawdad. I got a Listen, pose, man. I got a pose. Oh, he has Lord. more pictures, more... We went alligator hunting. Oh, I know. Hunting. I'm surprised we're not Facebook Live right now. We, we went alligator hunting the other day, and... It's drizzly rain, so it's hard to see the the bubbles of an alligator and this and that. So I'm working real intense. All of a sudden, he's pointing in this direction and pointing in that direction. What is it? There's a game fisher over there. And I'm like, we're not hunting game fishers. King Kingfisher. Kingfisher. What? Those mean, are he, pretty cool to see every once in a while. Bri- look, Brian's <laughs> alligator. Look, well, Brian's never seen one, so I'm showing him. You know, who's Brian? <laughs> My daughter's. Uh, Boyfriend. Oh, okay. Somebody so you were showing him your uh, woods woodsman skills while you're on there. <laughs> you know See that over there? That's a kingfisher right there. He's a golden crested uh, warbler. I, I, I don't talk like that. <laughs> yeah, you do. When you're on your, when you're doing your tour, okay. See that, that look, bird that, over there? Look, that was the first part. It was an eco tour. It, oh, yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, that was nice. Yep. So did you get pictures of the uh, of the kingfisher while you were out? No way. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm not looking at those. Those are Bill George pictures. I yeah, saw yeah, yeah. those last night. Okay, okay. You should yeah. put one on, on, on your uh Actually, your your picture is now, feel privileged, your picture is now up on the bragging board over at G5 Feeding Outdoors. Bill George literally specifically came over to hang pictures of you and your alligator and your uh, whatever you're calling the guy that was hunting with you. Bill's my boy, man. What can I say? And uh, he actually he said, you know what? There's not enough good pictures of uh, hunters and stuff on that bragging board, so I'm going to put some up there. So he put your gator up there and the little young lady oh, look, that was out there. And the picture doesn't even have his, the name of his business. Unbelievable. Well, those we put up on the bragging board. The, nobody cares who you went with in these pictures. Yeah, I know. I know. These are just for you. Thanks. We're going to take... What? Huh? He's over there yawning already. Yeah, All right, we're going to take a break. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. And Brandon Ford, by the way, big sale going on out of G5 Feeding Outdoors all the way through till the 22nd of this month. And on that day, we'll be out broadcasting live because it's the one-year anniversary. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. It is the uh, Big and Wild Outdoors. 
Uh, Braden, Carlos, and Bill in the studio today. Uh, just so you know, everything is okay. Glenn's out uh, doing some some work today. He's got to do his real job while he's out running around doing that stuff. He had a little opportunity last night to go mess around on the water with Bill George to try to get a big lizard, but apparently that didn't work out too we, good. So we anyway. turned around. Doug, Doug was there. Oh, Doug Port- went with you? Well, Doug was driving the boat. Oh, okay. that's, a, that's a full boat. Uh, what kind of boat was this? Was this it, a Sea Ark? No, this this is his um, mud boat. has a mud motor on it. Oh, that's and, actually a pretty good, that's oh, no. a good wide boat. Yeah. That's a good boat. No, it's, it's nothing. That boat with that many people on there. Well, you mean that many? You, Glenn, Courtney. Doug, Courtney. Who, that was who it. else? That was it. Just four of us. Poor Courtney. Yeah, wedged in there with you, big sweaty men in there in that boat trying to get around and, then, and an then, alligator. And then Doug decided to drive through all the reeds, and everybody's oh spiders, oh spiders. I just sat there. It's like okay, there's spiders. Who cares? Let's go. Let's get an alligator. Well, I'd rather uh, the spiders are okay. I don't mind them so much. Is uh, what really bothers me is when you're on an airboat and you're going a thousand miles an hour and you got coots bouncing off your chest. <laughs> That's a, little, that's, on a, your shoulder. that's a little bit different when you're actually ducking wildlife that's, you know, being hurled at you at 45, 50 miles an hour. And they have sharp claws, by the way. It doesn't matter. They have things called beaks. And no matter how they hit you in the chest, it hurts like kadahanama. It doesn't feel good. And, uh, of course, Jonathan is out in New Mexico. He's out there uh, trying to get some uh, muleys and stuff like that doing some border patrol doing some uh, <laughs> doing some bp out there uh and for some clients looking for a big old deer out there i know he's enjoying it out there but on the phones with us this morning we have a gentleman calling in who's crazy enough to get up this early captain chris with uh gulf coast maritime how you doing buddy i'm doing good brother how you doing how hey man i've been following you on facebook you guys are busy man is this the time of year to like get in and get enrolled or what Oh, man, I don't know what happened. We, uh, uh, everybody just started showing up one day. We got a full class this morning. I got students that are already showing up. So uh, I figured I was listening. And I said, oh, I'm going to give them a call. I haven't talked to them in a while. So yeah. see how y'all were doing. Well, you know, we're going to take credit for all those new students that you got. So we're going to at least one or two of them. At least, yeah, at least <laughs> 65 the, of them. The, you know? Those are the mercy students. Did, did, yeah. did you uh, well, ever get your airboat? What's that? I said there was definitely five after the show. Yeah. Oh, well, that's good. Well, it's but, five more than you had a minute ago. Did, so, yep. did you ever get your airboat course figured out? No, not yet. I've been waiting to see what's, uh, uh, what they're, what they're going to decide, and it doesn't look like much. So uh, uh, probably uh, towards the end of the year, we're going to start writing all that and uh, get that bolt out probably uh, January 1. Okay. Why do you want to go teach at Bill George? Is no, that you're going to be a, no. want to be an educator, or you just no, want to go a get a refresher? <laughs> There's a lot of people that still don't even know that that requirement's coming. Uh, well, that's true. A lot of people don't know that. But well, then I guess they'll have a full class later. I, well, you know what? Now's the time to actually start inquiring about it, as Bill George pointed out, because um, who's going to teach that class? Seriously, the, I mean, FWC's not going to do it. I think at the time that they started writing the the curriculum or the requirements of it, there was two 
places in the state of Florida that offered it. What was it? <laughs> Where are they located? Okeechobee. Okeechobee's one. Yeah, and uh, probably some little podunk town just on the outskirts of the... Uh, Steenhatchee. Of the uh, Miccosukee Indian <laughs> Reservation down there. Uh-huh. It's just it's just right down the road, about 17 miles back in the jungle. Go for it. <laughs> Well, when you start hearing banjos, that's when you start worrying. <laughs> yeah. I, I would worry about that. But now, what else has been going on, man, out there besides just uh, doing things out there at the uh, Gulf Coast Maritime Academy? Oh, all kinds of stuff. Um, unfortunately, one of the things I really can't say, but uh, 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 we got uh, uh, we got a, a great deal we scored with uh, uh, Galati Yachts. Um, we are... Uh, uh, working with uh, Freedom Boat Club, doing some stuff for them. Oh, we used the, we use uh, at my job. We use the Freedom uh, Boat Club. My boss actually has one of those. We 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 get them every now and then. Take clients out. Yeah, they're they're good people over there. Um, they got some good equipment. Uh, I know their uh, uh, their major problem right now is they just can't get enough boats. Uh, they're uh, they're building them as fast as they can uh, they can build them. They're getting ready to open up a few other places around Tampa. So. Uh, you know, good on them. I mean, they're they're doing really great over there. So, well, now congratulations th- to those guys. Now, what did you mean by hooking up with them so that you can get people on their uh, basic boater course and stuff like that? Because I mean, you can't even go rent one of those things without without having your certification, correct? Unless you're exempt. Uh well, they do a uh, uh, an in house training right now, and uh, it kind of falls under uh, under their. Uh, uh, under their blanket of protection, it's uh, it's pretty much the livery law in the state of Florida, uh, where they have to do the major orientation. They get that temporary card uh, that lasts three years. So um, they do that. You can still go on uh, the FWC's website and uh, do the little uh, uh, online course, get your uh, uh, boater safety card. I know they're talking about doing some uh, uh, revamp on that, which I really hope they do. Um, there's been a lot of uh, boating incidents. Over this last summer, and uh, you know they need to make a couple of changes for that for sure. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's always like anything; uh, they don't make any decisions till after about twenty people are dead. So uh, then all of a sudden, it's like we need to do something about this. So uh, well, let's fix it, change some rules. You know, I was looking at the website uh, or your Facebook page the other day, and I know you offer classes. Uh, I know you got the six pack jobber that a lot of people need to get for. Uh, going out and becoming a, a, a captain, a guide type deal, so out there. But uh, I don't think a lot of people know that you actually offer um, uh, vessel security officer training. So you could literally yep. be on a giant freighter out there, uh, you know, getting to shoot at Somali pirates. How awesome would that be? <laughs> I wish that was the case. I mean, I've taught a few of those guys in different classes, and uh, – you know they're they're absolutely hilarious, but they're a little on the crazy side. But uh, um, you know it's 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 more paperwork than anything else um, for that, unfortunately. But uh, uh, we have uh, a course that I'm developing now for uh, for the polar code. It's basically the northern and southern latitudes. Um, basically, uh, uh, go jump in the water, ice cold, and uh, try to survive. Yeah, that's not fun. I'm not, I'm not oh, doing yeah, that. I'm not, I'm not doing that. No, I'm not going to do that. So, no, no, you yeah. can keep that Alaskan crabbing yeah. thing, all that stuff up there. I yep. mean, uh, I'm, I'm good. Publix has them well. Yep. Usually I'm all in, but I'm out on this one. Yeah. Do you, you t- teach it in a sauna? Well, yeah, right. 
Yeah, it's all good. You well, do it first, Bo. Do you have classes today? Did I hear you say you had students arriving? Is it is it going on today? Yeah. Oh yeah, we got uh, we got our uh, last two days of six pack is happening today. Um, got a few students. I got one real interesting one. He's a uh, he's a guy from the Spanish Navy, and uh, he uh, sailed tall ships. And uh, orderly. Oh, uh, he's been hilarious. He's a lot of fun. Uh, real nice guy. Uh, extremely knowledgeable. Um, he was uh, teaching me how to splice cable yesterday. I mean, I've known how to splice cable for years, but he's been showing me the little tricks of the trade. So it's it's fun to get students in here. I can learn from them just as quick as they can learn from me. So that's pretty cool. Uh, now, where where was he from originally? Uh, Barcelona, Spain. Really? So I bet he's got. I bet he knows some pretty good fishing spots over there, Carlos. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm sure uh, Captain Chris will get it out of him. So. Well, you're the one who speaks the language, so you could get us over there to Barcelona and, uh, you know, go over there and uh, catch some piscados. Yeah. I'm sure he knows how to cook them, too. Ah, right, there you go. I'm all for that. <laughs> well, now, you got uh, the six-pack dealio going on today. What else is happening? Uh, well, there's a couple things. Uh, we have our last uh, uh, evening and uh, one weekend six-pack course that's coming up on the 17th. Um, that's the last one we're doing this year. Um it's uh, two weeks of uh, uh, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m., and then we have just one weekend in the middle that's 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. How can so they that one coming up? How can they contact you, Captain Chris? Uh, uh, they can contact us on our website at gulfcoastma.com, or they can call us at uh, 888-421-4262. We've just got a couple spots left on that, so uh, <laughs> you know, we invite whoever wants to come. Do it now because uh, it's not going to be here till probably about February next year. So. Eeks. Well, you can always find them on Facebook, too. It's uh, yeah. Gulf Coast Maritime Academy. And in case anybody doesn't know, I know we have our, our producers and some uh, young fledgling producers over there that are going six-pack. Six-pack, yeah. That, is that a beer? Is that a beer party? What is that? <laughs> a, what, what exactly? Well, it depends on what boat you're on. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. well what, what exactly is the six-pack? I know for, for those that don't know what, what you're talking about. Uh, it's a charter fishing license for uh, uh, no more than six passengers on your uh, on your vessel, and it's an uninspected vessel. There you go. And, you know, saying that, uh, the Coast Guard has been really cracking down on illegal charters. I think they got, um, last weekend, I think they got 15 or 16 boats last weekend. Good for them. For illegal charters. Well, I tell you. Well, listen, are, you want to hang on for a minute? we got to take a quick break. Uh, if you don't need to hang on, you can go out and start doing your job. I mean, but uh, you, you tell us if you're going to stay or not. Yep. That no, I, yeah, it's almost eight o'clock. I um, uh, I gotta I gotta go do my job. Yeah, go wash your hands. <laughs> and, uh, Thanks for calling in. We'll we'll talk to you again soon. Okay, Captain. Yeah, not a problem. Oh, and uh, go on my Facebook page on the Gulf Coast Facebook page. I'm getting ready to post a uh, challenge that the Coast Guard's throwing out there for uh, two hundred and fifty-five thousand dollars. Oh, really? Does it mean jumping into cold water? Because forget it, I'm out. No, it's 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 to get them out. Oh, okay. Well, then we'll go check it out in a little while. We'll, uh, I'll keep an eye on it for everybody, and we'll see what you put up there, and we'll put it out over the air. Is that cool? Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. All right. Go out there. See you later. Have a great weekend. <laughs> you guys as well. See you, buddy. Captain Chris out there with the uh, Gulf Coast uh, Marine Academy. If you want to get your uh, captain's license, that kind of thing, uh, that's the place to go get her done. And uh, all kinds of other stuff, too. Big ships, little ships. It doesn't matter. If you want training, and but you know, People just don't realize those guys make a ton of money. 
working that on are those doing the freighters. jobs. Yeah, that are doing those jobs, those freighter jobs. Oh, my gosh, they're making stupid money, and you got nowhere to spend it. That's the good part. All right, we got to take a break. It is the uh, Big and Wild Outdoors. We're out to you by G5 Feed and Outdoors. Sale going on until September 22nd. And, of course, Brandon Ford. We'll be back. Hey, hey, welcome back. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're uh, deep into hour number one. Carlos is in the house. Bill George is uh, in the house from his uh, gator hunt last night with uh, Glenn. Unsuccessful well, from what I hear so far. I haven't heard any uh, braggadocious talk uh, during the break. So must have been a pretty easy night last night. <clears throat> Out there just carousing and perusing around on the on the waterways of Florida. Yeah, I think I threw a hook one time just to see what. The, no, twice. Were you what? in Hillsboro? Did you Polk, stay in Hillsboro? Polk, Polk you County. Out, you went out to Polk County. Polk County. And you couldn't get anything out of there? Or anything worth anything uh, in your humble we, opinion? We didn't, we didn't get anything. Didn't see anything? Oh, didn't no, get was, anything? There was, there was didn't catch a release? Or there, was, there was gators there. There was actually quite a few gators there. You're making it seem very, very obtruse and boring. It sounds like, uh, you know, you need to be exciting. Like, yeah, we saw a million alligators <laughs> eyes everywhere. And we were surrounded by red glowing eyes of death. But we didn't see anything we liked, so we went out and got some food over at uh, Country Kitchen. You no, know, no. something like it, that. It, it was, it's always interesting for me. Usually, I'm driving the boat. I wasn't driving the boat. So... Barking, was, barking I, orders. You left that part. I, I captain, <laughs> captain Bly. That's why I was asking if he was going to be an instructor over at the uh, Maritime Academy because no, he'd be I, pretty good at. I, it. I drive him crazy. I point that stuff. He thinks it's gators, it's kingfisher, it's an anahinga, it's a water moccasin, whatever. I just point at stuff. He's pointing flowers. I mean, it, it didn't matter what it was. He kept pointing. So what? He's a kid of wonderment when he's out in the hey, wilderness. I, I love he being loves outdoors. being outdoors, man. Yeah. I'm the same way when I get out in the woods and my kids look at me like I'm crazy because well, I'm like pointing out everything. My father did the same thing to me. When we walked through the woods, he'd be, you know, well, he'd stop and I'd be like, oh, God, what is he stopping to, for now? Trying what, to teach. Trying what, to what's teach. he doing now? See this? It's the sassafras. You pull it up. You pull the root. Look at this. Taste that. Oh, wow. It tastes like root beer. Absolutely. And then we walk over. Hey, look here. Huckleberries. You can eat these. Put these in your pocket. Save them for later. So, I mean, it was constant all the time. Oh, yeah. So we um, just we just didn't have very good ideal conditions last when night. We, when, no, when when I went with Carlos, it was spitting rain the whole time, and so and you still got gators. Yeah, oh, yeah, we got nice. Ones. You had a yeah. beautiful night last night, and you couldn't pull out nothing. Oh, it was absolutely dead gorgeous night last. That night. was a freaky looking moon this morning when I and, walked out. And that even was this awesome. morning, this is the first what I call dead calm morning. I mean, there, there wasn't a rip on a lake. There was morning. nothing when I walked out of the house. It was it, dead it just, quiet. It was like, ooh. It was pretty nice. One of those ones where you kind of get kind of worried. It's like, this is usually how it is right before a hurricane. <laughs> Ding. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> or right yeah, after. Yeah, it's like, this is really kind of weird out here, man. So I don't hear any cars. Don't hear any wind. No birds. Yeah. No, last, last thought night. The, thought maybe it? the rapture happened and I got left behind. No, last night wasn't wasn't a very eventful alligator hunting night. Um, but uh, last Monday, I did take a girl out. She's turning nine today, and uh, we got her a ten two, as well as a 
seven seven, I think. Now I gotta ask you this. Well, it's pretty good so far. I gotta ask you. What does a nine year old get to do while you're wrestling and fighting around on a ten foot plus alligator? Well, last year she I don't actually, think she's holding the rope or you know pulling in the. She actually this time on the on the ten two she was holding the the fishing pole. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. I loosened the drag up quite right. a bit and let yeah. her let her work the fishing pole. Once um, I was tired a little bit. That alligator, I don't think ever got tired. It just, <laughs> I I I've never seen a big alligator with as much energy as that one had, but. Uh, she was using that last year. She, she actually uh, speared the alligator with the spear gun. This time we did not have her spear. It was we were right at like nine fifty when we first hooked it, and to try and finish at ten, we literally finished at nine fifty nine with that alligator. Really? Yeah. So, uh, but that's just she... in case the FWC is listening. <laughs> <laughs> so, did she do nah, the he... did the did the uh, dispatching or uh, no? I mean, the way the way this alligator was, it wasn't. I ended up having to dispatch it because of it kept wanting to come straight up vertical mm-hmm. and turn, and so it was very difficult to to place that bang stick shot. And... Yeah, we we've had some of those, but you know what? Like Bill says, um, gator hunting is is like a group thing. It's a team. Yeah, it's, it's a team it sport. It is a know? team effort. So. It is. It's true because you got somebody holding a light. You got somebody holding that line. You got somebody holding the rod. You got somebody holding this, and then uh, then it's all Harpo- com- somebody harpooning another yeah. person with the bang stick, and and then it culminates you know. to all a a loud noise underwater, and then it's. Now we got to show you the physics behind getting it in the boat yeah. without exerting too much yeah, um, force. But, it's know. amazing how uh, when they when they when people talk about dead weight, I'm not talking about a perfectly honed barbell with two things on. You can go over, try to lift a, a a ten foot alligator that's been dispatched into a boat over over. Uh, Eight to twelve foot sides. It, I mean, inch sides. It's it's not that <laughs> easy. It might as well be twelve feet. Yeah. It, I mean, if you don't have the technique down, it it takes a lot. It of It is effort. technique. It is it is a lot of technique. Uh, for a lot of people, they they try and drag an alligator across, and the best way is you get that big old head up over, mm-hmm. and then start grabbing legs and roll them in roll this is a technique i'll tell everybody out there listening that you want to learn (laughs) i'll tell you that right now as brian remember you let him try to drag it in the boat and it was a 10-3 i think we got yeah and it's not happening drag it in for head first or tail first head head but just dragging it i've seen people that always do that because the easiest thing to grab and to take care of and to get a hold of is the tail and then they try to grab that tail and pull it in over the rails, and those hind legs always have a way of hooking onto the side of the Correct. gunnels. And you, uh, it's like, grab those legs, bend them up, get them over it. It, it takes 18 times more effort to get them in the back way than it does the front way. Same, same thing if you're going to take it out of the boat. You know, when you drop it out, that tail will slap you in the face like your mama <laughs> and knock you out. You Dead know? or alive, yeah. 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 But... Uh, even even bringing them in, they'll catch on the breastbone, the breastplate there. They'll catch on that. They'll their hips will catch. But if you turn around, get the head up over, and then start grabbing the opposing front leg and bring it over and roll it and get to the back legs and continue, it'll roll right in. Mm-hmm. 
So it makes it a lot easier. Yeah, Bill, Bill, and and George have it down to a science. That's for yeah. sure. We, well, we've we've done a few. They, yeah. they, they've mm-hmm. had a couple of them in the boat. Mm-hmm. Not going to get too braggadocious, but uh, at least at least two. But but uh, the 100. thing that still <laughs> always amazes me is every time we come back to a boat ramp, uh, that particular place we were in a very public uh, place, and it is just amazing the number of people who stop. Who who have never seen an alligator, you know, harvested? Yep. And they like, can I touch it? Can I take its picture? Can I do? It? Next thing you know, you're spending fifteen twenty minutes. They're putting their kids in there, and and we always take the time yep. to let them to let them take their picture and, and educate and educate them. Yep. You know, that's a good thing. Uh, you know, I, I don't think a lot of people do that. You know, Listen, they- we we went to eat and and. Um, our, our our waiter actually ran outside and and went to the boat and took a picture and then ran back in. You know, of course. So. That way he can go tell his friends, "Hey, went out gator hunting tonight. Look what I got! I got him out here in the boat." Take a little yeah. effort. Up oh, there's the music. You want to sing? Negative. Oh, okay. We're gonna take a break. We're brought to you by Brandon Ford and G5 Feeding Outdoors. We're gonna continue the conversation. Got a few more minutes. Oh, you know, by the way, if you want to call us, you can. It's 888-404-1010. It's 888-404-1010. We'll take a fast one and be right back. Play it, Carlos. Bill on the drums. Good job, buddy. <laughs> he Welcome likes back. banging on things. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. It's Big and Wild Outdoors. Got a few minutes before the top of the hour. I uh, wanted to remind everybody that there is a big giant sale going on out at G5, uh, Feeding Outdoors. I love their new slogan they have out there, Life Outdoors Without Limits. That's pretty awesome, isn't it? I like that one. Yeah, did you think of that? No. Evidently, they haven't so. met the FWC, who puts limits on everything. For some things, yeah. <laughs> That's for the one. Per, that's think, for the one percenters hey, that don't hey, follow. I don't think they're out there encouraging uh, what, some of the things that happened this past week. Did you see how many people were busted? I mean, uh, we heard uh, Captain Chris talking about you know uh, unlicensed captains who were out uh, got whacked. What was it? Fifteen of them. But that he did, knows of. That he knows of. I can't believe how many people got whacked for lobsters, and I don't mean just you know like two or three over. I'm talking hundreds over. I'm thinking, how did they not get spotted in the first place when you got a guy who's like, you know, that, that boat's been out there for a week and a half, you know, and uh, well, that, he's got five you know, coolers filled up that, there. That's when, you know, I say hats off to them because they're they're protecting our resources because people overdo it, and that's the problem, you know? I, and I don't I, I understand, you know, I, obviously this wasn't done for personal reasons. I, I'm sure there was monetary gain to be involved in that, where mm-hmm. they were being sold off to someone somewhere somehow. So, uh, you know, it's an abuse of wildlife. And, and believe it or not, I, I know that a lot of uh, lay pre- people who are maybe not outdoors people, who are not, you know, big-time fishermen or hunters, but we always have to remind people that when you have people that go out there and do those kinds of things, they're stealing from all of us. They're thieves. and And they're... Not only stealing from everybody else who is going out there to try to enjoy that, but they also make us look extremely bad. Because, you know, the other side, of course, lumps those idiots into the same boat with everybody else. You know, the guys who go down there with their families for a week, it's just like scalloping. You know, it's a big time event. When you see people 
how many people do you know of in the past when lobster season starts? You see it on Facebook. Out of here, gone. Going to be down the Keys for a week. Going to be. Gone. I mean, they're all gone. People head down there in droves and yeah. take their kids and their family. It's usually a big blowout before the before school starts or uh, that kind of thing. And then you got somebody who comes along and you know is 150, 200 over the limit, and you're like, really seriously? Yeah, dude? I, I wonder sometimes if it was their parents that taught them how to do that. Because maybe that's where they got that from. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully hope not. But. I hope not. I hope it's not a generational thing. Well, that's what my dad did, so I'm going to go do it too. And then, you know, put the blame on them. Everybody knows the rules. Right and wrong. Just because your dad did it doesn't mean you have to do it. Yep. So it's one of those things. But anyway, I was going to remind everybody out at uh, G5 Feeding Outdoors, if you want to go out there, uh, you need to go check it out. They're moving a lot of stuff around in the store. Uh, they're making room for a lot of extra stuff. They're expanding the hunting area. They're expanding the fishing area. They're bringing in a bunch of camping gear and stuff like that. They brought in Bill George's gator gear that's been going out the door. Which is yeah. actually the best gear on the market. It, it is. You know, GMB it's, gator gear, I'm, uh, you know, it's right there in the store. So you can go in there and get your peg set up or you can get your hooks. Uh, Bill you, George personally hand tunes every piece <laughs> well he personally delivered shop. yes he delivered every piece so he brought it out there by the way i have your bucket at home uh and uh it's all there and it if you are a gator hunter and you're somebody who's out there doing it on a regular basis um they have packs of hooks so you don't have to keep going by one at a time one at a time one at a time <laughs> You can actually go out and buy a six pack of them right there in the box, yeah. and you know, and, and uh, have and, them. In and the Bill could attest, I'm good at breaking stuff. So uh, <laughs> luckily, he has extra gear. Yeah, we lose a hook, I turn around and look at Carlos. That was six bucks. Yeah, he, cu- he cuts. Bucks. He'll cut it off too. He'll be like, Kick, sh- sh. well, like and that. the and the other thing, uh, I know that the, they have the uh, the braided line out there, the eighty yes. pounder. There, everybody likes to use so and and big giant spools of it too, not just you know the 150 yards. And, but, and don't forget your thermosel. Thermocells are out there. They got a big old load of the the new thermocells that are in there. Some of the big area ones. Uh, there's a whole big section there of thermocells. Uh, I know that they're very popular to those who know that they exist, which I still find just unbelievably unimaginable. That how do you live in Florida and not know about thermocells? No, it's amazing. But, and uh, uh, there's a big selection of them in there, and you can go get that. And the other thing that's been flying off the shelf is uh, they brought Garmin in. And uh, of course, they have the uh, the tracking systems for dogs. They they don't just track dogs. I know that, but the thing that the one good thing I like is they brought in all the watches too. They brought in yes. the Garmin watches, and some of those watches you can actually track your dogs on your watch. Yes. So uh, you know you can you don't have to run with that big old giant unit in your hand. You're trying to look in the dark, and you know try to find, you just. Flick your wrist up. Now, if you have a pet emu, you what? could put that on the emu sure. too, or on I, its neck. Find I, your emu. I yeah. tell people, I said, those dog tracking collars, if you have kids and you want to actually let them have some adventures and go off Bill, and you're not going to put a collar on the kid's neck. No, but you? if they're out riding four-wheelers, I put one on the four-wheeler. Or you can put it on a backpack. Or you put it on the backpack. Whatever. You, you send that out there with the group of kids. They can go out there and be free and not attached to anything. But in the event that they get in trouble because somebody will go through a mud hole somebody can't pull them out of or something like that, you'll know where to go find them. You can turn around and you look on your GPS and you can go to them. All yeah, right. you, you can get you the... Got, uh, all right, you got a point there. It, right. They have you know special ones there, like the uh, the, the T5 ones or the uh, the Astros. Yeah. 
They're not training collars, although, you know, with your kids, if you want them to come back, you <laughs> hit that button. <laughs> no, I put it on their thigh. If, you, get if a... you're flying a drone, you could actually attach it to the drone. That way, when you crash it, you, you could find, find it, it in the yeah. brush, you know? Yeah. I was just thinking, you put that tracking collar on their thigh, and when you want them to come back, you just give them a little, you know, no. and like, ah, no, but come I've, in! I've used Garmin since about 1985, 86. I've been a Garmin person, and I do have an Astro myself, yeah. and I don't even run a dog. Well, uh, they also have uh, the Millennium uh, tree stands out on sale out there. They got uh, a lot of feeders out there uh, on sale, and uh, the Tacticams, they brought those in. Those are all great and wonderful, and they and everybody loves those things. And How about Spy Point game cameras? They stealth got cams. Too? They got the Stealth Cams out there. They got Stealth Cams. They got the uh, Reaper, the Trail Cam, the uh, G Pro, all that kind of stuff like that, the wireless card reader, and uh, spotlights and everything else. I mean, all that stuff. And, of course, lots of guns on sale as well. So you need to go in there and check them out. I know they're doing deals well on uh, the Tikas out there. And I uh, have some others out there. There's a there's a Glock 20 out there that I've been eyeballing. Well, I got, to keep my hands off of it. I got gun safes too? Yeah, got some gun safes yeah. out there on sale. Everything's Move, out there. So Moving on up. If you get a chance, uh, the sale ends on September 22nd, which is the one-year anniversary, and uh, we're, we're supposedly going to be out there broadcasting live out there, so it should be uh, kind of fun. Know, I'll be there. You going to come hang with us that oh, day? Absolutely. It's close to the house. <laughs> okay. <laughs> don't we, have to drive across the bridge 50-something miles. You don't have to sleep in the parking lot like yeah. Bill George or yeah. anything like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, is Richard still on the phone or did he hang up? I don't know. Is he there? Oh, thumbs up. Here we go. It says Boy Scouts. Richard, what's going on, man? Hey, uh, just having fun. We're going. We're going up to camp, of course, and get some stuff done this morning. Very nice. But, well, make, um, make it quick. It's seven fifty-seven. Aaron's gonna be. Okay. She's gonna be screaming at me to take a break at the top of the hour. Yeah, I just I, I came down from the um, last weekend. I was up in North Carolina uh, doing some dove hunting up there. And and well, we got between three of us, we got like forty seven, but we couldn't find like six of them because it was so highly that the um, the the um, I had to put up the window. The, the grandkid just put down the window, and I couldn't hear you. It, it was so high you couldn't find them. So. We invested in one of those little um, heat seek, the, the little infrared heat um, heat seekers. Right. Um, end of the month, I'm supposed to go back up there, and you know we can make, find we them. Can do it. We, yeah, you just couldn't find them. They blended in so good, you couldn't. You know, we some of them that we did find, it took us 15 minutes, 20 minutes to find one. Well, you know, so, when, it, when it's not mowed down or anything like that, uh, you know, it, it does make it tough. They blend in extremely well. And plus, if they're wounded, they have a tendency to uh, go burrow underneath something somewhere. Yep. That you think he was right here, but then all of a sudden he's actually eight feet over where he well, scrambled you, underneath some little You know what I say. You, know, you got to leave some for the foxes. Yeah, fire ants got to eat too, I yep. guess. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, one of those things. It's part of the uh, Yeah, well, they, they, have a, they have a pheasant hunt coming up, so that's what we're, we're going to go up for that, but we're going to do dove too. It, they're in the, the doves are going to be so heavy in the pheasant field anyway, so it's like, you know, whatever. Very nice. Well, listen, we got to take a quick break. Are you going to stay with us or are you going to go? Yeah, I, I can listen to you guys if, if you don't bore me to death. Uh- Okay. All right. All right. No, hang on a second. All right, we a got, lot. Oh, wait. I think I hung up on you. Sorry. Thanks a lot. Call back, Richard, if you get a chance. All right. We're going to take a break. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by uh, Brandon Ford. Uh, go by and see him today. Get yourself a brand new vehicle. And then go get a trailer. 
And then go get one of those really nice Textron Arctic Cats over there at G5 Feeding Outdoors. They're on sale, too. Woo-hoo. We'll be back after the top of the hour. 